Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? How about this beard? It's getting to the point where if you pull the left end and the right end back, you could cover your neck. Yeah, seriously, this is <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, my uh, a buddy of mine, I uh, Facetimed him the other day, and he just the first words I was, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Dude, it's you know I haven't been able to get yeah. trimmed." You look like one of the sons of anarchy, nigga. Yeah, I ordered some clippers, but they haven't shown up yet, so we'll see what happens. All right, so are we diving in? Let's dive in, man. You just brought it up, Sons of Anarchy. And I saw your uh, post. I saw you've been posting. You saw my most recent post. Yeah, uh, which one? Was, what, what did it say? About uh, white folks having a special relationship with the police? Yeah, even even criminals. Yeah, because white, white people on Sons of Anarchy curse them out, threaten them, <laughs> tell them to fuck off, carry guns openly, and the cops are like, okay, watch yourself, buddy. I'll see you next week. Dude, I grew up it's in fucking a- hilarious. I grew up in Arizona and all the bike gangs, they all had like it's open carry. So as long as they could see it, you could just keep your gun right there, they're on their hip. I it it isn't it doesn't freak me out because I'm used to seeing that. It freaks me out because I'm not used to seeing it. I'm used to seeing it, man. So uh and and I know uh I know like you just said, white folks, black folks have a different relationship, obviously, with the police, but don't forget. There was marches where the or the Panthers brought their weapons, and there wasn't anything the police could do about it. They were legal to carry. Scared, yeah, of, scared a bunch of that. It scared a bunch. There's of more people. to that. Yeah, I know. There's more to it. But um, let's talk about these shows for a minute. Okay, you got it. So I'm 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 on episode, I think seven of season two. Um, Wait till you get to season three and four, man. Jesus. You're, you're, well, here's what's crazy. There was one episode, I can't remember which one it was, towards the end of season one, where basically the Sons of Anarchy set up an ambush. So they had Jax go to another biker bar, rile them dudes up. They all followed him back to the ambush site, and it was like... Felt like 50 of them motherfuckers. 
And then once they got to the ambush site, about 15 Sons of Anarchy members came from behind, all pistols blazing, shooting. And then another 15 came out the front door. So it was like the rival group was in the middle. And you had the Sons of Anarchy, at least 15 of them shooting from behind and 15 of them shooting forward. One motherfucker got injured. <laughs> no one got killed. And the opposition ran off. That's when I went and I text you, I feel the way about this show. You feel about power. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Dude, I hate those moments when, you know, you have a good show. There's good writing. And then they do something like that that makes you go, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't work that way. So, yeah, I get it. And there is some scenes in some... But when you start getting it, when season three and four, there's going to be an arc, uh, a show arc in there that you're going to go, holy shit. And it's, it looks pretty close to like what it would be. But All right, well, let me say this. And this is what made me go, my post, I officially love Son of Anarchy. <laughs> and, 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 and Shamor Emery corrected me because I thought the main character, Jax, was Opie. Oh, no, but no. It, Opie is Britita from fucking... Uh, uh, the Titans. Yeah, remember the Titans. Yeah. So okay, that's Opie. So Jax is the white boy with the blonde hair. Yeah. Dude, the episode where Cox was stalking Terra, and he tried to rape her, and she gets the gun and shoots him in the stomach, and she makes the phone call. I said, okay, 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 okay. Fucking Jax picks up. What? Cut to commercial. There we go. <laughs> and Jax comes over and does exactly what I thought Tony Soprano, what we all wanted him to do, when Dr. Melfi was struggling, telling him about how she was raped. Jax blew that motherfucker's dome off. And then cut to Jax and Terra. Fucking while Cox's body lays in blood next to the bed. I'm a fan, goddammit. That, that, that show is... Wait, it's, it, and it's just going to keep... The build on They the show. gave me what I wanted. Yeah, the build on that show is unbelievable. Uh, I, I actually want to go back and watch episodes again because I'm... I'm when you say it, I just remember pieces of it. I'd like to, I, that scene, I, I wish I'd saw the whole setup, but yeah, I know exactly what scene you're talking about. Oh, it was fucking great. Cause when that happened, I went, the, the moment dude snuck in her house and started doing what he was doing. I was like, Oh shit. How is she going to get out of this? And when she shot him and called Jax, I knew what was coming, but I wanted her to do that. And then what I thought was so sexy, here's what's sick about women. Sometimes the obvious turns them on, money, fame, power. But then sometimes the not so obvious, but dark shit turns them on. This nigga just bodied this nigga for me. My <laughs> pussy's wet. You sick bitches. You sick bitches. For him to fuck her while the body was on the ground, he was turned on because he was the knight in shining armor. armor. Yeah. He came in on the white motorcycle and took care of that. Now, how, how fucking cool is Jax, though? Jax is pretty cool. White dude cool. He's yes. 
Absolutely. Like I said, as long as it ain't Hindu Indian, white boys got their place in cool. Yeah, he. I, I like him because he wears those Air Force Ones on his on his Harley all the time. That I, it was gonna, it's that's a little out there too for uh, for Harley guys, but it's still cool, man. Right. Um, I, I, I don't want to jump off of Sons of Anarchy, but I was gonna say, you know, I've been watching that Power that you've been. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up! Before you get to Power, um, dude, I, I've never seen this much rape in a show. <laughs> Between that episode. And episode one of season two, when Katie Seagal gets gang raped, chained to the fence, I was like, yo, this show is fucking crazy. Now, here's what's bothering me. I've been clamoring for the same thing going, yo, I can't wait till she tells uh, Clay, Smackrow, Sacramo, what is it? Yeah, I don't even remember names. Sam Crow. Sam 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 Crow. Sam, yeah. When she tells Sam Crow and Jax, her her husband and her son, they fitting to destroy these motherfuckers. She doesn't tell them. Unless I'm I'm at I'm at I'm at episode 10. And I'm like, she ain't gonna tell them. She, I want her to tell them. As her character develops, you're gonna see that she she's the control. She's all I don't want that. You'll see. I don't want the badass biker bitch, aka uh, Peg Bundy, to be whooping ass. I don't want that. Nah, but uh, what you're going to see, and this is, and I don't even mind giving this away to you because it's in every single thing. It's in power. It's in every every show that we watch. It's about how women run us. It's that through line about how it's the pussy that runs us. See, see. This is where I see Patrice coming in. Like when he brought up the example from American Gangster, his wife wants to try to be cooler than Denzel. Bitch, you cool because we were sitting here letting you sit at the table listening to cocaine talk. But when it's time for you to bounce so we can be the men, bitch, bounce. Uh, yeah, wait till you, you'll see what's going on. Uh, it, it's the same... No, let, let, let's finish up this because uh, I like where you are. Um, oh, 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 another oh shit moment. And I knew it was coming because when uh, Opie's wife, Donna, goes, let's switch cars. I said, oh, shit, she's about to get the smoke, yo. And what happened, happened. Eventually, I was thinking, yo, is Opie ever going to find out? And I got so curious that on Hulu, which is where I watch it, I just scrolled up to read the descriptions of the shows. So eventually he finds out and they use the words revenge and I forget the other word they used. But he's going to handle that. But I got to say, in terms of writing, execution, the way they broke that down uh, and they used, like they once that all happened, and you saw him struggling through the pain of having lost the mother of his kids. And it was a moment that kind of brought everybody together with their kids and their significant others. And they had the lady singing the song Forever Young. Yo, man, I, 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 uh, I turned bitch, dog. I cried, man. <laughs> 
Dude, what, what's really good about what that I that episode got me, man. It got me. Uh, that's a strong episode. What and it, it, it makes you really now. That's what makes Opie such a big character in this. But uh, what I really liked about Sons of Anarchy, a couple things that I really like about it. That um, one, all the secrets get discovered. Nothing throughout as everything unfolds, everybody finds out. And that's what I like about this. It's it's going to eventually come out. And that's how that's how real life is. Eventually, that shit comes out. So you're gonna te- you're telling me that eventually, Gemma, Katie Segal's character, tells Sam Crow and his son about the rape. Eventually, everything comes out. All right. Um, I, I was sitting there watching this, going, "Dude, if Sam Crow and Jax don't find out, y'all gonna be disappointed." Um. The other thing I like about it is that's a network show. I mean, that's how good the writing is. I really like when you have to put it, keep it in, you have to keep the writing and the acting and the dialogue all in network television. And I'm sure, and I know that they had a little bit more leeway. They, they used to, when it would come out, it would say, you know, this violence and whatever, but it still has to fit into network TV. The writing in here is really good because I, mm-hmm. never, I never went, oh man, they didn't even cut. Co- you know, you, you notice when they're trying to cover up certain things in, in, in the writing sometimes. I don't feel like I get that in this, in this program at all. I feel like it, it feels right. They did a really good. That's what I really liked about uh, Sons of Adam. But again, but again, that's like a comedian who works clean, who's really funny. You got to tip your hat to him. Because that's a hard thing to do. But it doesn't beat dirty comedy that's allowed to be dirty. No, I'm not. That does it well. That's why, that's like how why Sopranos being on HBO has yes. it. That's why Power being on uh, Stars has that. I mean, I, I, I got to be honest. There's, there's moments when I'm watching Power and I'm like, oh, yeah, that may, that's, that's nice. <laughs> but I think, I think you like Power because I think you like. Your gangster and your gangster movies and porn mixed together. I think that's what you. <laughs> so 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 before I hand over the baton, um, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest, where are you now with power? Like what up? What season? Um, I'm on season three. I'm on three. I'm I'm right after they. Uh, uh, right after Ghost tries to kill everybody. Okay, did you did you see Ghost's daughter get killed yet? No. All right. How do you feel about the show right now? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bunch of things out there that that are, that are not necessarily bothering me, but it's just the arc of the show, dude. Okay, the the kingpin, the uh, the the big drug dealer. Uh, I, I know who you're talking about. I can't, the, I can't recall his yeah, name. Yeah, I can't remember it either right now that he's getting all the cocaine from. Dude, the gay scene when he's in the he's in the he's he's in the pool and the dude pops. What, what, what is what is the and I listen, I'm not saying that there aren't gay gangsters, all right? I'm just saying why do we have to why why are we insert why in every show are we inserting a gay there always has to be this gay character. And Come on, man. That's the move now. We're here. Get used to it. But I, I just don't see. Listen, I'm not saying that uh, it can't be that way. I'm just saying, like, I grew up knowing some of these, especially these Mexican dudes. 
they weren't controlling a cartel and and getting their dick sucked in front of all their boys. It just wasn't Lobos. happening. Lobos. Lobos. It just wasn't yes. happening that way. But this is a new America. Maybe it is happening that way. I don't know. It was just. I think you don't like it because you don't like your gangster and your gay porn mix. <laughs> Don't want my gangster and gay porn mixed together. No. Uh, <laughs> if I'm going to watch gay porn, I want to know that I'm watching gay porn. I don't. I right. don't. I don't. I don't want to be suddenly surprised. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd like where it is. It's, it's the problem that's bothering me is when you find out that the uh, the main prosecutor is also in with Lobos. He's also uh, working for Lobos. I thought that was a great story part. Story part. Dude, no. How do we not? Everybody, everybody, everybody is in the same situation. He's covering for Lobos. Uh, she's covering for Ghost. Everybody's, no one's. But, but, yeah. you haven't finished watching it. Okay, you're right. So, so, so that works itself out. Okay, so that, that, that's part of it. Tommy's character, Jesus, Tommy's bugging the fuck out of me. Be, be a gangster, man. This thing with he his, is. this thing with his redheaded girl and getting all fucked up on cocaine and then fucking doing. He he wants to be the man, but he ain't the man. And Ghost ain't the man either. That's what's bothering me. No, Ghost is the man, and it, and that's that's part of the thing with Tommy. He wants to be the man, but he don't have the skill set. But but Ghost is putting. And maybe now that uh, things are changing, maybe, but that whole arc with this girl, the whatever her name is, the, the Holly. Holly. The, no, 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 not Holly. I'm talking about ghost, ghost thing with the with the prosecutor, the chick, Angela. Angela. This that was just it was so so like no like she finally gets caught because that one, one guy sees her and then but I do got I, I got to give it up the the scene where she goes okay let's get him tell me everything you know about ghost. And then she goes in and she says that he sexually harassed her and then gave her all used all that information to fuck him over. I was like, Yeah, that's a chick thing to do. That's like that one I that one I bought into. That was like, yeah, that was real right there. Uh that was a good move. I mean, she she went at it strong. Lobo's coming back, he's not dead. That's where I'm at right now. And I, 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 I'm in it, though. Like, I can watch it. Like, I'm into watching it now. And then I, I, I don't want to turn it off. I want to watch the next episode. So and that's and, and you know what? That's what I've been saying. Dude, that's how I started binge watching. I used to not like to binge watch. I used to go, let me watch week to week. But if I would watch that show, I would go, fuck. I can't wait till next week. And it would drive me crazy because they would always end it. On such a cliffhanger, you go, oh, what's going to happen next week? So I was, I was like, dude, let me wait till all the season plays and then I can binge watch. I know it sounds cliche. It's going to get better. No, I know it is. It seems like it's getting better. I like what's happening. You know what else was kind of funny to me, though? And I, and I want to know, and this is just something that's probably bullshit, but Holly, I, I want to know if her character was really written in it to be there this long because... In the scene where she's uh, where she's first with Tommy, they, they 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 go and they pull the covers off of her and she's wearing her bra, right? You know, and I was like, everybody's naked in this show. Why is she wearing her bra? And I go, I don't even really want to see this. You know, it's she had little titties anyway. Not there's nothing wrong with little titties. I'm just saying, there you know, it wasn't going to be that impactful. Is what I meant. And uh, 
And then now that she's in the series, now she's naked. Now she's naked in the series. Now, so I, I just I was wondering is that was a move where she's like, well, if I don't, if I'm not in the, if I'm not going to be a con, uh, continuing character, I'm not getting right. Naked. But now that I'm in it, let's, let's could have been. Let's show some titties. I noticed Katie Seagal in one of the scenes with um, Sam Crow. She had her top on. Yeah, but I think she. It's it's because she it's regular television, but she gets pretty. She gets pretty undressed in that show. Uh, you're not you haven't got to where Jimmy Smith comes into the show. No, not yet. Yeah, there's there's a lot more of her when when we get there. Listen, dude, and and, and this was my point always about Game of Thrones. Once I know some shows start out slow, but once you're in it, you know it's a good show when it's like potato chips. You gotta have the next one. You can't eat one and go. I'm done. You're you, right. you gotta. You gotta damn to finish the bag. Like right now, Sons of Anarchy has me where like, yo, I want to finish the bag. Power did that. Sex in the City did that. Sopranos did that. Yo, Game of Thrones. I was like, yo, man, who want to finish these chips? Uh, yeah, I don't know why Game of Thrones was like that because I, I have so many people that really like it, and I've seen episodes where I go, oh, that looks really interesting, but as a story arc, I couldn't get into it. I just couldn't. Uh, you brought up, uh, I've been watching yeah. Sex in the City. What, what season? Uh, I'm on the. I'm on season two. Season okay. Two episodes. Uh, man, you know what? It, it it is good. It is good. It is so girly, but it is good. Like you said, it gives you the insight into into the thought process of women, and it, it it does a really good job. I mean, it's pretty funny to open yourself up and see it that way. Uh, but and and, and the spectrum of the characters are pretty cool. They're and and here's the, here's the thing, though: when you go, it gives you the insight to chicks. The more you watch it, it gives you the insight to dudes too. Yeah, it really because does. Because there's, there's two parts of that. It's the woman and the man. And there are the guys who, when you're a young guy, you just want to smash and keep it moving. When you're an older guy, maybe you still want to smash, but your priorities change in terms of what you're looking for, what satisfies you. And seeing those relationships work out, yo, it's pretty awesome. And not to mention... Funny. Well, I you know I, I always said uh, who who do you think is who do you think is the most attractive one on Sex in the City? It's uh, I forgot her name. Wait, say that again. Who do you think is the most attractive one on the Sex in the City? Kristen Davis. Yeah, but Charlotte. But her character is annoying me more than any, and I agree with you. She yeah, but her yeah. character. And I like that they did that. I like that they made the one that would be the obviously, I think it's obviously she's the sexier one out of the four. She's the younger. Right. But they made her the most complicated and, 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 and challenging one as far as. She's approved. She's yeah. approved. And it, and it made sense. It, it makes sense. And I, lo- I love that part of this show. Uh, I really think that it came from a. I really thought it was more female than at first, but now that I'm in it, the second season, I'm seeing like what you just said. It gives more insight into in, into us as well. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying that show. Surprising, I'm enjoying that show. Dude, are you are you are you watching it with Tara? No. Uh, watch some episodes with Tara. Tara really has, like I said, Tara still has a job. The only one working in this house. And uh, right. So 
Um, sure, sure Listen, what? dude. Again, again, I don't, I don't want to be the sappy guy, but again, I've said this before numerous times on the podcast. Yo, I'm really like you know Nescafe socks on with the toes in them, sitting on my heels. I'm really cozy coffee mug. <laughs> oh my god, what? It's like a soap opera for, for real adults. Yeah. You know, the other thing, though, that I like about it, that's, I don't know if you get that, but I really love New York. I've always wanted to live in New York. New York is my spot. And New York is the other character in the show, in, in the mm-hmm. substance of the show. Mm-hmm. And it really kind of gets, and, and, and they, they're playing the character correctly. Uh, they, they didn't hold back on what New York is to some people, and it's different to others. And uh, I thought that was really cool, but it hurts when I see the World Trade Center in all these scenes. Dude, I'm going to tell you who you're going to like when you get further along. Because they used a handful of comedians in Sex in the City. Um, J- Jim Gaffigan is funny in that. Um, and Brian Callen. Oh, yeah. Brian Callen would fit that show perfectly. Um, who's the who's in power? Isn't there a comedian that was in power? Yep, uh, Jim Norton. Jim Norton, that's right. I saw him the other day, and I was like, holy shit, I didn't know he was in this. That was and crazy. what's interesting about that is he talked about it on Opie and Anthony where he goes, I'm so insecure as an actor because my whole thing, whenever I would act, I go, what do you do with your hands? I always find myself wanting to do something with my hands. And he goes, acting, it, when I act, it's like I'm just listening for my line. Oh, my turn. And, and, and to hear him be so insecure about his acting and then see him in power, he wasn't bad. No, he seemed like he didn't. You didn't get, if, Go ahead. Unless you, unless you heard him say that, you wouldn't have put those two together. Yeah, but just Jim Norton himself is like, I don't think of him when I see him in comedy or like at, at, when I see him out. I don't think of him as an insecure person, but the dude is an insecure dude. He really covers it up well, is I guess the only way I can say it. I mean, it, this, his, his whole demeanor is already insecure. So he, right. if he's been covering it up that good, he's covered it up on the acting too, uh, if he was insecure about it. Because yeah, he did do a pretty good job at it. Um, right. But uh, Brian Callen in uh, Sex in the City, that seems like the perfect marriage for Brian Callen. Do you do a great job in that? I, I, when does he come in? I think season three. Okay. All right. I think both him and Gaffigan come in in season three. Who's Gaffigan dating in season three? Miranda. Really? Yeah, I'm going to give it away for you. I'm going to give it away. It's still funny. But his thing is he likes to take a shit while reading the newspaper in the bathroom with the door open. <laughs> and Miranda is real like OCD. Yeah. So it bothers the shit out of her. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know what? They couldn't pick a better comic to take a shit with the door open while reading the paper. I mean, that seems right. And they got him complete with the butt noises and everything. <laughs> I cannot wait to see this, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, have you watched anything else? Are you watching anything else right now? I think I'm going to try to tackle um, Snowfall. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I was going to try to do Ozark. But I've heard so many mixed reviews that I'm like, you know, versus 
so far where I've heard a lot of positive. Yeah, you did you watch any of the Ozarks? Did, I thought you were did no. You watch- no, dude. The first season of Ozark, I think, is fine. It's after that. After that, it's it it jumped, <laughs> it jumped over sharks. It didn't jump to shark. It jumped over sharks. It's, it's just so much. Um, but I, I haven't seen Snowfall, so that will be an interesting one for us to talk about as well because I've been wanting to get to that as well. I actually heard a couple people hit me up on Instagram, and they were like, "Sons of Anarchy is fire," but season three gets muddy. So is it good or is it eh? it, it, it it a lot of storylines come at you but by the time you get through season 3 and to 4 uh it's 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 ridiculous everything that's happening. You're going to go really? you're going to have moments and when you get to by the time you get to season 4 you're going to be crying. Really? Yeah, right away early in the season. Wow. Um yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I so like all those shows when they're trying, and, and they did in the Sopranos too. I know you don't think so as much as I do, but they they develop that that uh, storyline where they want to develop the character so you can get more get closer to the character or get right. Uh, and that happens a little bit in season three, but they're developing for bigger, like a bigger experience going into season four. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So so so. Like I'm officially watching Sons of Anarchy, and I think I'm gonna take on Snowfall. And you're already into uh, Sex in the City and uh, Power. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so again, on a scale of one to ten, though, what do you give Power so far? It's still a six, seven to me, man. But, uh, but it's okay as far as me into the storyline and like appreciating it, six, seven. But as far as the entertainment value, me wanting to like keep watching, as far as the writing hooking me every single episode, yeah, I'm in an eight. It's it's making me so you, you so you want to finish the bag of potato chips? Yeah, I want to finish it. Yeah, it's it, it hooks me in and it gets me on every episode. Every episode, there's a little bit more. And these characters, <laughs> yeah, they've done a good job of developing the character. Where I'm, I'm understand. I still don't like. I don't like Tommy. I, I I hate, but I'm supposed to hate Holly. I mean, that's part of it, and I, and they're winning. Yes, this is the part where I go. This is the part where I go. Just wait. You, the fact that you said you hate Holly. Just wait. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I did watch an. I, I did watch a series. I binged a series that I am shocked that I really liked because it doesn't fit in anything that I watch. And uh, I watched this show. And it's a comedian that I'm not even, I'm not against this comedian, but I've never been a huge fan of. But uh, Ricky Gervais has a show that's only two seasons so far. It's called Afterlife. And I've watched all the episodes. And it is, it's very British and because it, it, it takes place, uh, you know, in England. And, uh, but it's about a dude, it's about a dude dealing with the loss of his, his wife. And, uh, I'm telling you, I didn't think I'd get into it, dude. Check if you if you can get it. I, I was in after two episodes. After two episodes, I was in. I was in, dude. You, you you have to be willing to invest in Ricky Gervais, and I don't know that I can invest in him like that, man. He doesn't grab me like that, dude. He didn't either, and he's not likable, and that's kind of works for him. Um, and you get to like him a little bit as you go through this and then you appreciate him. But I'm going to tell you this show, it's, it's not, it, it's not, it's dark 
and it's depressing and I wanted to watch the next episode every single time. And it's not anything typical like what we're talking about. It's nothing like that. It is a it's 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 a made for TV story and I really liked it. And I'm and, and and like I said, I'm not trying to shit on Ricky Gervais. I just never thought there was anything that he out there that I I liked how he roasted uh, the Academy Awards. I like how he roasted the uh, actors from Hollywood. I like that his uh, uh, that he isn't worried about his next uh, his next job. He just does what he wants to do. I did like that, so I, I I gave him a little bit of time to watch this show, and I really liked it, and I thought it's worth watching. If you can get into it, it's great. Have you ever seen his version of The Office? Well, he only did one one year, one season. Did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. Is it any good? No, well, shit, I ain't watch it. I'm just, I was just going to compare it to Steve Carell's version. Well, but see, there's a lot of, and I don't know, animosity is the right word, but you know, he brings that up. Uh, Gervais has talked about that. He, he, that's his show. He wrote it. He invented the characters. Uh, so that Steve Carell character is the Ricky Gervais character in the Office in the UK version, uh, and. Uh, you know, Carell gets the attention for it, but it was really developed by Gervais. I mean, the idea behind it is Gervais. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, a skilled, talented man. Uh, I know that he doesn't move you that way, but I, uh, I was really surprised. Listen, I, 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 I liked, I liked Tim on the roast where he was roasting the Hollywood people too. It took balls. Um, I don't know if the right word is smug, but there's a smugness. To British comedy. Like, how dare you not understand what all just said? That was fucking brilliant. Um, like, nah, nigga. I, I'm sorry, folks. Again, school of Patrice. Patrice shitted on England comedy so bad because he was like, you know, at one point he left America and for I think a year or so, he was in Britain doing comedy. And he was just like, you know, I got to follow a guy named, give it up for Charles Iglepop. And he was just like, you know, when it comes to comedy, dude, we're like, the, we're like the dream team. We got the baddest all-stars ever. Chappelle, Burr, you know, Attell. You can put an all-star comedian America together and we shit on Britain. Yeah, but they have they have funny uh, comedians though too. Yeah, but they're following our lead. I mean, I, I Gervais is one, Jimmy Carr's one. I'm try- Go ahead. Uh, uh, Go ahead. I'm trying. Hold on. I know. Go I, ahead. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm not a huge. Yeah, I, I don't have yeah, all. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't have all the names in my back pocket. Exactly. Trevor Noah. Who's the other? He's guy? from South Africa. Yeah, well, I'm just saying he's not American. Who's else is? Uh, who's the other dude from uh, that does the other show on HBO? Um, and the defense rest, Your Honor. <laughs> but they're funny, and one of the things that Patrice got out of going uh, to Britain to do comedy is he got to see America from a different perspective, and he was able to use that. So it's not bad. Okay. Um, well, yeah, man. Um, Okay, so so right now I got uh, damn. You almost make me want to rewatch Sex in the City. So you got Power and Sex in the City. I'm doing Sons of Anarchy, and I'm going to start uh, Snowfall. Is there a third one that just slips under the radar for you? In general, even for you, 
that uh, you haven't checked out that you've been curious about? Well, that that snowfall I want to check out. Um, right. You do. Uh, you've never have you. You've never seen. Um, wow. Uh, the zombie one that's out. Oh, dude. Oh, oh, oh. Walking Dead. Yeah. You know, I, I just the, the I just. The first few seasons I thought were great. It just it becomes the same season over and over now, but just different characters doing the same thing. Uh, this season that's out, I heard it was really good, but I don't know. But I I, I haven't watched it for a few years. Uh, uh, you ever been curious about Mad Men? I've watched Mad Men, dude. I, and when you talk about binging, I binged all all the seasons in a week. Like I just really? watched. Yeah, dude, Mad Men. How, how is it? Oh, did you hear that? No, it is seriously, it, it, it is it is white at its greatness. It's <laughs> it's male white male at its greatness, its finest. Like if you look at it and just say, uh, like it couldn't be any better at any other time in the world to be white and, and male at that particular moment. It is like. I, like I wish I was alive then, and I wish I was just a regular, normal waspy white guy. That would have been like the, it couldn't have got it could not have been better than living uh, like in New York and living right. that life. That is like a window into America that you cannot. And, and from what I understand, it's pretty close. It is amazing. I love that show. You do though. What? You do love it. I love it. Dude, there's a dude who 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 comes to a lot of our shows uh, and he follows me heavily on Instagram. His name is Zeke. God, I'm fucking up his last name. Is it Zeke? It, 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 he's a New York dude. He told me he was like, dude, he couldn't stomach Mad Men. He, and, and, I, and I was slightly curious about it. But I asked him, I said, hey man, is it worthwhile? He was like, dude, you won't be able to stomach that shit. You know, and I like John Hamm. But, you know, uh, I think you told me enough of what I needed to know to not fuck with Mad Men. Uh, I'm telling you, what I just told you is what it is. It is the gra- it, it is a depiction of the greatest time to be a white male ever in the history of the world. Right. Uh, when has there never been a time? I'm saying that's the greatest time. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, so, Andy, uh, let's get into some emails. Let me ask you a question. How many emails do you have? Uh, I have a bunch, but... Oh, Steve! Okay, so email-wise, let's go. Uh, First one is from Raja B. And he says, nigga, just watched episode eight of The Last Dance, Gary Payton talking that shit, and they show Jordan watching it. The level your dude had laughing at that reminded me of laughing so hard at you on Mad TV. Like, yo, this nigga's crazy. Love y'all shit. Big ups to Andy, too. Raja Barclay. Um, yeah, it was funny, man. Um, 
I don't really have much to say on that other than the fact it was hilarious. It's, uh, I, don't, it, it, I love I love how his confidence is so above anybody else's. Seriously. The Jordan, These are my Gary's. No, Jordan's. The Jordan actually listens to a man. This is a man that played in the NBA, made money, respected player, and he said something about Jordan, and Jordan's response was just to laugh at him. That shows you not arrogance, but what level did that dude really played on and meant to the, fa- the, the great part is when they cut to the close-up, when he said, I forgot what Gary said, but Mike's eyes did the widen. Like, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was just great. And, and we've talked about it so many times on the podcast, or at least I've mentioned it. Michael's fine line between arrogance and knowing when to inject humility to throw off the arrogance. He's even got a ring for that. Well, again, singing Jordan's praises, but the, the whole thing is, is that I bet there's so many moments that great players have memories of, of them against Jordan that Jordan doesn't even remember. Probably not. You know what I mean? Because it, it, it didn't affect him the same way it affected them. That's how great, that's his greatness. Right. Um, we, we mentioned something. I was looking for a very, a, an email I wanted to read very badly about a guy asking us about, asking us about movies. I did a fucking Popeye ask, asking or some shit, uh, about movies. Asking. Um, and he mentioned the town with Ben Affleck and Jeremy Renner and John Hamm. You didn't see the town. I never saw the town. Oh my God, Andy, you're committing a man cardinal sin i know it's not a gangster movie it's the shoot 'em up but whether it's gangster anything with guns is there some titties in it because it seems like you need titties in your gun movies and your gangster movies too you should (laughs) but 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 even without that a good man movie is violence and cursing and crime you got you didn't see the town dog all right, I'll see it before we have next week. This gives me a chance to do my horrific Boston accent. Um, I don't like the gods on this one. We'll get another one with a driver who's got his shirt untucked and jelly stains, and he don't have his pants tucked with his combat boots because he thinks he's special fucking fosses. Fosses. Oh, fucking dude. Jeremy Renner is amazing in that fucking movie. Amazing. How long ago did this come out? Uh, I, I don't want to. I can't pinpoint. Man, I and, I and I know I saw previews for it, but I just didn't. I, I just didn't You're not that. letting me or not letting me do shit. I don't fucking work fire. <laughs> I'll clip your fucking nuts. Oh my God, dude! Every time you do an accent, I think of uh, Casey from uh, the Tempe Improv. From Bo- yeah, from Boston. Yeah, but yeah, the works. And that's my dude. <laughs> and he's lived in Arizona for I don't know how many hundreds of years now, and he still talks like that. Fucking Aries, <laughs> dude. Of all, and we mentioned it on Way Back Podcast. There's not a there's not a lot of club owners that get it. There's not a lot of cool dudes. Most club owners are Jerry Krause. <laughs> Casey's Phil Jackson, man. He fucking gets it. Aries. What the fuck you want to do, Aries? 
<laughs> oh man, fucking oh um, dude, you gotta see fucking the town, dude. No, I'll, I'll check it out before next podcast. Before next podcast, I'll watch the town. Oh um, special fucking fastest. I got a nigga in charge over there. Oh, you gotta see the town. All right, um, next one. Uh, pa 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 pa. Uh, this is from Matthew Riggins. Mookie. Um, food, fucking food poisoning. LeBron James ain't playing with no food poisoning. Stephen Curry ain't playing with no food poisoning. Kevin Durant ain't playing with no food poisoning. Michael Jordan is the illest to ever do it. And that was a championship game. Not no bullshit regular season game. Game five of the championship finals. These youngins just don't know the toughness players had in the 80s and 90s. What up, Aries and Andy? Hope y'all stay safe. Stop touching shit. Corona rules. That's from my boy Matthew Riggins out of Jersey, who stutters only when he talks. <laughs> uh, dude, we didn't really address that even when we talked about the, uh, the Jordan. The, the, the jo- it takes five motherfuckers to deliver a pizza. Yeah, that is very interesting. And they said they kept saying flu. And here's my question. If it wasn't the flu, then why did they let that story continue? There was because they talked about the next day and the day after, and they said it. They just, I think it, it just adds to the drama. The, the flu. Here's what we know about Utah, the city. You ready? Yeah. You can easily get killed if you're a celebrity. Five niggas to deliver a pizza. You mean to tell me no one from the hotel that knew Michael Jordan was staying there said, hey, one of y'all go up. The other four stay down here. And the one that goes up, you have security escort you. Yeah. Five random niggas get to go to Michael Jordan's room. I just don't understand how someone from Jordan's camp didn't just go get him the pizza. That too. And his trainer, what was it, Grover? Yeah. Even know. said when the pizza came, he's the one that got it. They were peeking in the room going, where's Jordan? Yeah. Jordan knew to stay out of sight. So you mean to tell me, come on, dude, how does five dudes go to deliver a pizza? All right. And, and listen, I, I know we said we're keeping this light not overly racial, but Utah has been put on punishment for fucked up shit that gets said in, in, in that stadium. By the by, the NBA. So, oh, that's right. So, if there's a city where someone would be so aggressive about their team that they would actually poison a motherfucker, do you think it was purposely? Yeah, dude. It's it's any place that stays open 24 hours in a city like Utah, I, I think it's... Well, first of all, I don't think it was 24 hours. Okay, or late night. It might have been till like, fucking, you know, yeah. 11, 12, 1. It's a little suspect, you know, unless it's Domino's, which is a national chain. They wouldn't say which one it was. Uh, and Domino's wouldn't stay open that late. But, uh, man, it's not... Pizza's prepped. Do you know what I mean? You you don't put raw. Most items aren't raw. Like the the meat's cooked. They're just putting that on. They're melting it with the cheese and the and the sauce. So you think it was purpose? Yeah, yeah. Because I you I just, know you you know who we might have to call to investigate this. Who's that? Leroy Furious <laughs> and Leroy Jacobs. 
Uh, um, we are on the Jordan pizza case. Uh, um, first of all, if you live in New York now, as a new New Yorker and a guy who's been to Chicago, me and you both, deep dish, New York, what the fuck does Utah pizza taste like? It was all that he could get, though. Everything else was closed. And pizza usually, for the most part, you even if you fuck up a pizza, it can't be too bad. So, Dude. I get it, but what? No. That pizza's bad. Uh, DiGior- DiGiorno's had a good uh, reply on Twitter, though, about it. I, I forgot what it was, though, but uh, uh, something about delivery. Oh, a delivered pizza or something like that. So, it was kind of funny. Uh, Utah pizza probably tastes like Utah pussy, nigga. It'll give you the same sickness. <laughs> I don't, man. If you're Jordan, though, seriously, would you? I just can't imagine you would go and you would. I just don't see him ordering that pizza late. This is what makes the story a little odd. I'm not saying it's not a true story. I'm just saying I don't get him getting that pizza. I don't see um, them not being able to call someplace and going, hey, this is Michael Jordan wants. Hello. So this story, that's that's one of the stories in this whole series that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because we were told it was a flu. The story stayed forever that it was a flu. A lot of people said that he was hung. Some people said that he, he was hung over or that he drank, and that's why he was throwing up. That was one of the stories. Those are anti-Jordan people, though. And then, I, would believe, I would believe that more than this other bullshit. Well, see, that's why I'm having a hard time with it. I really am having a hard time with it. I just don't see that he needs to get a pizza. I don't know. His trainer what is is tra- there, there's not a there's not a grocery store that he can't go get some uh, sandwich stuff. Let me tell you something, dude. Back before, and we were just there. Back before the improv in Fort Lauderdale did the big the big remodel. I told you that was one of my favorite spots. Yeah, the nightlife was immaculate. You didn't have to leave the area. There used to be an Italian restaurant owned by this dude. And when I say he was stereotypically Guido, he had his picture above the, the awning of the restaurant. Bit like a fucking movie billboard. Muscular, shirt eight times too small, the fucking weird little mohawk, greasy, a straight Jersey Shore MTV Guido. Brent Ernst. But he, <laughs> right, Brent Ernst. <laughs> but he was a great cook. This, when I tell you, dude, You walked in, it was dark. They had all the fucking Italian movie memorabilia up. Pictures from Goodfellas, The Godfather, and the food, Ciao Bela. Amazing. This was one of my stick my chest out, put my dick on the table moments. I got done performing at at the improv in Fort Lauderdale. And the manager goes, by the time you get done, we'll be closed. If you want. We'll keep the restaurant open, keep the kitchen open for you, make you whatever you want. And I'm Mary Spears. You mean to tell me Michael Jeffrey Jordan couldn't got a top-notch restaurant in fucking Utah to keep the doors open? Come on, man. See, that, that's, that's my question. But again, as much as they hated the Bulls, maybe not. You think so? Maybe not, but I, 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 I just think he could have got fed something else besides that pizza. The pizza story just seems so out of left field because we've always heard that it was the flu. All of a sudden, this pizza story comes up. It's five guys delivering the pizza now. 
Hey, I'm one of those five guys actually opened up a hamburger place later on. <laughs> I would have loved to have got an interview from the five guys. Yep. Uh, yeah. That's the, that's, that's the 30 for 30. Yeah. Let's go find those pizza guys. What if I ever told you there was five guys who delivered five slices on the next 30 for 30? There we go. Um, Brad Farrow, uh, Donnie Long states he can outbox Mike Tyson, pursues to test his skills against Mike Tyson. At first, I thought this was a recent clip, and I got to be honest, I didn't even look at the clip to see if it was recent, but it don't matter if it's recent or if it's old. This motherfucker, Andy, when you get a chance, and to all the listeners, listen, YouTube. Donnie Long versus Mike Tyson. Let me read the email. What's up, fellas? Longtime supporter, first-time emailer. Absolutely love the show. I was browsing the internet and found the following clip. Hilarious, and it demonstrates early Tyson. Okay, so boom, this is old. Tyson, just how devastating he was. Also, speaking of movies, my favorite thriller and Denzel movie of all time is Fallen. If you haven't seen it, it's a must-see and his name, he goes, Brad, I guess Brad, Brady Farrow, but I guess short is Brad. And guess what? I'm black. Laugh out loud. Damn. Okay. Um, here's what's great about Mike Tyson and, and this guy, Donnie. Back early in Mike's days, he fought a lot of niggas with afros. Um, and there's nothing more gratifying than seeing Mike Tyson cave one of these niggas in the face and their afro wraps around his glove. There were a couple fights where Mike Tyson fought some dudes with huge afros. And I shit you not, Mike hit these motherfuckers so hard, flush in the face, that the afros literally wrapped around their, up from their heads and wrapped around Mike's glove. It's gratifying. Mike smashes the shit out this dude when dude talks shit. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, I, 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 are you geared up for this Tyson thing though? You talking about the comeback? Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm, I told you we going. But okay, let, let, let's just let, let's break this up a little bit though. He hasn't fought in years. When he, you know what I, you know what IDGAF stands for, right? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But he wasn't even that into fight. I mean, he, he was still fighting well, but he wasn't the same Mike Tyson when he quit. And now we got a, now we got a version that's been that's taken all this time off and is going to come back. I'm not saying he doesn't have it in him. I'm just asking the question. Hey, man, the most dangerous human being, I think, on the planet is a man who is focused and at one and that calm with himself and the earth and his emotions. And Mike to me is more dangerous now, or at least just as, as he was prior to him losing. And, and I've had a couple dudes bring up that stupid shit. Yeah, he lost to Kevin McBride. He lost to Danny Williams, two garbage ass boxers. But Mike wasn't in, he wasn't in his right mind. He was done. He was, he, this is a different Mike. 
This is a different mic. I, I can't wait. Yeah, I don't think he has... Uh, I think the thing that makes him more dangerous right now is that he has no pressure. He None. Just, he just wants to come out and hurt you. Just None. So... Yeah, I can see it. It's just it's it's that that long layoff and and left not really wanting to be Mike Tyson, right? So, so that that's why that's my 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 that's my my trepidation. My only hold up on this comeback. But uh, I tell you, who looks pathetic? Uh, Holyfield. Have you seen him training? Yeah. Well, he just he just did a he did a thing about his ear not having an ear because they made up that meme where he couldn't wear the mask yeah 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 we love it yeah 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 this thing looks all of 187 years old yeah yeah he does look old i just totally feel for dear god bro don't do this but mike is a different animal man but holyfield was never i he wasn't a heavyweight i mean he was he fought in the heavyweight but he had a really gear up to fight he, he was a low he his weight wasn't classified as a heavyweight i think they call it cruiserweight yeah he was never that he big. was a built-up cruiserweight yeah he was never that big of a guy he he put on muscle uh he's gonna like tyson is fighting at tyson comfortability uh but here's the other thing holyfield never took i mean holyfield took a lot of punches a lot mike tyson never took a lot of punches that's true even in his five losses he had a granite chin, so you couldn't knock him out with one shot like you could Roy Jones. You had to beat Mike up, but he only got beat up five times. So he still has his senses. Yeah. Well, I don't understand how Holyfield can that chin. It stuck way out there, but he was so strong. He didn't get knocked out. And he could take punches. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. He took a lot of them because yeah. his chin was so strong. Yeah. Have you seen? The, um, I'm sorry to throw ahead. this off. Have you seen any of these uh, these slapping matches that they have? With the yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I just you know, I know yeah. it's not the same. I know it's not the same. But it's yeah. funny when you see someone slap someone in the face and still knocks them out. Yeah, well, you know, with no defense, you can be robbed. You could absolutely be robbed of all your shit. <laughs> uh, they're funny. If you guys haven't checked those out, man, they're pretty funny. They're worth watching. The ones where they get knocked out after a slap, you are like, holy shit. But you see some jaws move, too, when they do it. Right. Um, this one comes from a dude who writes us both. Um, and I actually blocked him now. I, I blocked him from Instagram. And I've blocked him from email because I really think this nigga's a head case. Um, and I'm quite sure he may still be listening. Um, Grant Plaud. Yeah, I knew that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, and just to give you folks a little bit of context in case you're just joining us. Um, he hit me up email-wise during the AVNs when I hosted the second time. And he was basically asking me to help him break into the porn industry. Then he went on to describe how thick and girthy his dick was uh, and how his lasting power was through the roof. Which, you know, for me, once I see weird shit on the menu, I don't eat at the establishment. <laughs> but he's also black and he's an avid Trump supporter. So what threw me off was, listen, when you, when you guys hit me up on Instagram, 
I don't mind having banter with you. I don't mind going back and forth. And I will even give you credit when your shit is funny. But what you're not going to do is say some wild shit to me like it's sane and then expect to keep conversating with me when you switch up and then say some other shit. Like you didn't just say that crazy shit to me. So I want to read for you uh, his latest email after I had already told him he was no longer a part of the Spears and Steinberg podcast <laughs> fan club. Um, farewell letter. Hold on a second. I almost feel like a, I should first read the one where he shitted on me and cursed me out. Let me see if I can quickly find that one. Uh, okay, here it is. Um, Grant Plaud, and then he's, I guess he quotes a Bible verse, Matthew 544-46. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven, for he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the, I feel like I'm reading a letter from Mike Tyson, rain on the just, on you the unjust. For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same. Matthew 44-46, KJV. Cut to when you were reading that, I thought I thought it was uh, I thought it was Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. No, what motherfucker? Grant Paul, here we go. Farewell letter, dear Mr. Spears. First of all, I would like to apologize for any statements I made, both privately and publicly, that may have hurt or offended you. I was wrathful and greatly saddened by a few of your Instagram posts involving sensitive subjects. I hope that you can find it within your heart to forgive my transgressions. Hopefully, with that being said, I think it would be best that I no longer listen to your podcast or follow you on social media. I believe you are the funniest comedian I have ever had a pleasure watching in my short lifetime. And I wish you nothing but the best for you and your family. But unfortunately, disparities in both our religion and political views are far too great. And I am afraid that the manner in which you continuously antagonize and denigrate the Republican Party and Christianity provoke deep feelings of anger and frustration within the depths of my core that make it difficult I know you probably hear for me to acquiesce. But again, I wish nothing but the best for you and your family. Perhaps in the future, if you are ever in dire need of an attorney, you know the law office of Grant Hall is the ideal place to call. Anyway, stay safe and God bless you. I thought it was a porn star. He told me about his big girthy dick, but apparently if I need an attorney for the law office, can I sue someone for sexually harassing me even though they're a lawyer? 
Yeah, I think maybe. I don't understand going from I want to be uh, a porn star to uh, the law offices. Maybe he's being facetious. Maybe he's joking about the law. Maybe it's facetious. I don't understand how you go from big girthy dick to God bless you. Well, uh, he, he's... There's a lot of things going on with this dude. I've, I've received some emails as well. Uh, See, I'm man. just like you in a way. I never knew my father neither. He used to always cheat on my mom and beat her. I don't I get why you, uh, why you can't have a conversation or have your uh, ideas challenged by someone else. This is what I, I've never understood, is that when someone challenges your ideas, um, if, if, you, if your feelings get hurt, then you must not be confident in your ideas. Because if you know you're right then all you want to do is be able to explain to someone else what's wrong with their ideas. But if, you, if you're insecure with your decision and, and, and following blindly, that's why you can't have a conversation. Here's why I know, and I hope to God his picture is still up, that he's not part of a law office. When you look at his profile picture on Instagram, you know how somebody's whole face would be in the circle? Yeah. The only part of his face you see is from the top bridge of his nose where his eyes are all the way up to the top of his head. And this nigga has a Kung Fu Panda man bun. <laughs> There's no law office that would allow you to represent them when you look like that. I think this nigga has mental problems. Seriously. I, I don't know, but I, I know that if you have a man bun, uh, that you should have a, a huge girthy, girthy dick. Because you have to have, to have a man bun, you have to have a dick. A big dick. A big dick. Yeah, you can't walk around rocking a man bun with a little dick. That's, that's yeah. my personal opinion. Um, I mean, I guess you could, but uh, you, you got to be able to make up for the man bun somewhere. Right. Um, so I think that he, he said he, 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 he's done listening to the podcast, even though I don't believe that because even when a stalker says they're done with a relationship, they're still in the bushes. Yeah. I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll know if he writes me again. Yeah. 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 I, I it's very interesting. It's very interesting. You know, what's funny is that uh, being the white guy, the, the, the perception on this podcast with some of the emails we get is that I'm a, I'm a Trump supporter, even though that can't be further from the truth. Uh, they think that I'm going to – he sent me some stuff because I think he thinks that I'm going to uh, relate to him in my uh, Trump-supporting Republican whiteness, and uh, that's not what's happening. And, and I don't, I don't understand how I come across that way to some people, but uh, I, I came across that way to him because he sent me some stuff. So it, it's very interesting. I think that he does have, he's, he's dealing with something. He's dealing with something. Yeah. Okay. Uh, shit. There it is. Uh, um, Grant, if you want to communicate with me anymore, uh, please run your emails through my secretary at the. Now, don't be thrown off by the title. The LAPD, uh, and I'll shoot you the address in an email. <laughs> um, 
Did you want to read any of your emails before I go? How much time we got? No, we're, we're there, and mine are all on the racial side. And we're, we're, we're skirting the edge of it, so I'd rather, I'd rather save those for next week. All right, let me read this last one from South Africa. Okay. Uh, and I only want to do this because when we look at our Anchor app, it shows us percentage-wise where some of these fans come from. Yeah. And, we, and we don't have a big percentage on people from across the waters. But uh, it's nice to know that we do from time to time. Um, this is going to be a fun one. Um, like we did on the last one, people pull out your pencils and pads and let's see if we can pronounce this name. Here's how you spell the first name. Z-W-A-K-E-L-E. Now, if you thought that was fun, wait till you hear the spelling of the second name. Did you write that down, Andy? Yeah. Okay. Here's the second name. M-T-H-I-M-K-H-U-L-U. Now, I'm going to take a stab at the second name first because I recognize Hulu because that's where I watch some of my movies, particularly Sons of Anarchy. M-T-H-I-M-K. It's almost like think, but thimk. That's my that's what I got. I think no matter how I say this, it's gonna sound racist. Uh oh, I here we go. Get some popcorn, popcorn, boys and girls. Here's the white man attempting African dialect. Even though his name might be Zimquele Umthukulu, you're going to hear nigger. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Zuqu- I, I like Zuquele. 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 Zuquele? Z-W-A. Zwa K-E-L-A. Quale. Zuquele. Okay, I like that. I, I'll go with that. But this last one, I have no, I, I, I couldn't even, I know that you got Hulu out of that. I don't get it at all. Met, met in cool. Nah, man. Nah. Nah? Nah. It's in quale. I think it's silent. Yeah, um, dude, listen, this, this, G- dude, this, G- he just, this dude is the dude who moves here to the States and you just call him Z. Right. Listen, um, Giannis Akatepapoko, if you're listening to this, uh, give us a shout and tell us how you pronounce this shit. Okay, that actually sounds like the vaccine for the coronavirus. <laughs> you know, we've come up with a vaccine. It's called the Nzimkwale Ntikamulu. All right, from South Africa. What's up, Aries? I'm a fan from South Africa. Love the Jew, the Jerk podcast. Grown to enjoy Andy very much as well. Pause. He puts in parentheses. You're a great duo. On a recent podcast, you mentioned that you watched the show Power with your lady, and you've mentioned of her in other episodes as well. Oh, shit. However, you also often talk about your very adventurous Shit, I got to read this low. Uh, 
Can you hear me, Andy? Yeah, I can barely hear you. You also often talk about your very adventurous sex life as if you are a single man. Is your woman cool with you outsourcing some ass from time to time? If so, please share your secret. My secret is she don't mind where the ass come from as long as it's from Zimquele Mpikulu. <laughs> I, read, I read somewhere that you've been to South Africa. Do you plan on ever coming to South Africa again to perform or come on vacation? Uh, you never take a break and go on a holiday. You do make enough money for it. I think you, and he puts in parentheses, Andy as well, would enjoy a holiday here. We have some beautiful cities like Cape Town and Durban and many other beautiful tourist destinations. Exchange rate is awesome for Americans. Women are gorgeous too. Well, yeah, I've been to Johannesburg twice. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I love the area they had us in. Um, That's where I went on a safari twice. And both times I got people telling me to come to Cape Town. I would love to see Cape Town because they said it's more beautiful than Johannesburg. Durban, I've never heard of. Um, and yeah, man, I, I would I would love to check it out. Uh, Africa's beautiful, man. Um, there are sections, obviously, as poor as fuck, but shit, that's like any place with, where black people habitat. Uh, there's ghettos everywhere. Um, so yeah, man, I would love to come back there. I would love to come back there with Andy just to see, you know, his reaction to some of this shit. Dude, I would love to go. Honestly, I lo- I I want to ch- that's the one thing that if 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 comedy could bring me is to get to travel all over the world. I I love I love I love seeing different places in the world and the perspective they have on uh, on on us cuz I don't have a good perspective on who I am outside of this country. I I like when you go somewhere else and you see, and you, you you get that. You don't have a good perspective on who you are outside of this country? How I'm seen, how I'm viewed, how people... You're the master race. That's how you're seen. <laughs> Dude, I really... I, I like like when you go to Europe. I, you know, like like what I said about uh, Patrice, honestly, that how he got to see himself as an American as he's viewed there and opens up uh, how you look at different things. Man, I think traveling and meeting people from other countries is, is changes your life. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, you you heard us say it when we were in. What what was the place we were at? Uh, that was the other place of the of the stress factory, Bridgeport. Yeah, Bridgeport. You know, Andy and I talked about it on that podcast. You got to travel, man. You got you got to get outside your city. You have a whole other appreciation for life. Uh, yeah, and that's why I'd like to get outside of this country and see some other places and and just. I want to know, you know, I, I, we talk about how our voices, do, I, I don't think we'd be, I don't, I know I wouldn't be funny in any other country. I want to know how I could be funny in another country. Right. So, yeah. This guy's got to be black. He got to be, right? Because I know there's white South Africans. Yeah. Dude. But that name, that name, nigga. Hulu, nigga. Yeah. Um, I can't say it, so, however... I'm looking for Matumbo Money Netflix, nigga. <laughs> All right, man. I shot my load. Yeah, I'm done. We're out. We'll be back next week. Uh, 
we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be also uh, back on tour starting. Drum roll. I think June 11th through the 14th. Yeah, we'll be in Oklahoma City. 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, we'll be in Oklahoma City, man. So, so uh, yeah. It's, it's Brick, Brick, hopefully. T- Bricktown Comedy uh, Club. So The boys are back in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When the boys are back, there ain't no fooling around. Hey, it's Romans. Yes, yeah, the brothers hang out. I don't think they'll let your tight white ass in. Um... Yeah, there, there it is. Eric Spears, 45 at Hotmail. Uh, email, email me. I was going to say email. Uh, email me for all the questions, concerns, comments, all the yada, yada, yada. You know what it is. Yeah, andycomedy.com. All my social media is in the upper right-hand corner. Uh, yeah, see you next week, man. Is that it? That's it. All right. Bye. Um, you nigga, you know. Bye. Can you feel it, baby?